Yeah, Lord, we want to thank you for your goodness towards us. We want to thank you, Lord, that despite the season, God, you're in control. You're the one that is above all else. And Lord, we want to give ourselves to you. And Lord, for these moments, these oasis moments where we can simply allow the cares of this world to fall. Lord, to lift up your name. And Lord, to put our hope and our trust in you. Knowing God that no matter what happens, you've already determined what eternity looks like. And we are a part of that and we are so grateful for it. So we worship you. Everyone said, Amen. Well, again, welcome to uh, this uh, live streaming. And uh, I trust that it's going to be a, a blessing to you. And I'm just going to organize a few things here. And uh, yeah, thanks to Dale, just clearly a, an anointed and gifted musician who just leads us into the presence of God. And so uh, thanks, Dale. Thanks for tag. your worship. Yeah, tag, tag, you're it. And uh, isn't it amazing that uh, it's, a crisis is going to reveal what we've built our lives on? Uh, you know, uh, I know that uh, if I take a toothpaste tube and I squeeze it, it's what's inside is going to come out. I know my kids would love it to be condensed milk, but um, unfortunately it's toothpaste and we have to remind them to keep brushing their teeth, uh, you know, every, every so often. And uh, the reality is, is, I guess moments like this, uh, our days and, and the, the weeks ahead, are going to determine whether we live our lives based on the conviction that we have or that it's just been ritual. You know, what is church? What is the, the, the life in which we, we lead? Is it based on the conviction that God's given us or is it simply just a ritual that we get together on a Sunday? And so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm understanding that this season is something which is going to test us in the most unbelievable ways. And so uh, I'm reminded of the Israelites and as they were uh, coming out of Egypt. And if you remember the, the story and just to recount it briefly is they, they call out to God and they say, God, won't you save us? Won't you deliver us from this, uh, this Pharaoh and this, this, this Egyptian way of life and the fact that we are slaves? And God sends a deliverer in Moses and Moses comes and he uh, delivers them by by saying to Pharaoh, hey, let my people go. And obviously Pharaoh doesn't and sends the 10 plagues. And these, these 10 plagues come and they don't really impact the Israelites. But they are then led into the wilderness once that, that, uh, that 10th plague happens, which I spoke of last week, where the eldest son is, is, uh, dies if they're not covered by the blood of the lamb on the doorposts and the lintel of their homes. And, uh, you know, the fact is, is they're led into the wilderness by the Egyptians. Uh, you know, they're led into the wilderness by Moses and the Egyptians chase them. And they come to this juncture where the Egyptians are about to kill them. And uh, God sends the most amazing miracle. He gets this pillar of fire which keeps them at bay for a, for a short time so that the Red Sea can open and they can traverse across. And uh, they get across and then the Egyptians try themselves. And guess what happens? They, they land up in a place where they, as I love Larry Norman, who used to be one of the first Christian musicians or kind of the, the contemporary Christian musician who says, you know, the, the dirty Egyptians took a bath. And, uh, or if you're American, they took a bath. But the point is, is that the Egyptians drown and this uh, miraculous moment kind of happens. And then Moses sings a song and Miriam sings her song. And uh, it looks like my, my computer is frozen. So <laughs> interesting. Uh, give me a second. And uh, the point is, is that in this moment, we, we, we see that, uh, Dale, won't you come and help me? Or somebody, my, my, my computer literally frozen, typical of a moment like this. 
Oh wait, there we go. I think it's it's unfrozen. All right, I think we're back. I needed the scripture to to take us into where we were going to be. So the the point is is that, uh, and please excuse the the mess at the moment, is that you know the Israelites are then led into the wilderness. And the wilderness is a place where, if we define it, and, and we're kind of in a wilderness moment right now, where we know what has been, we, we know what things used to look like, and we're now in this experience of the lockdown, and uh, we have a sense of what's, what's ahead of us, but we don't fully know what's ahead of us. Uh, we, we kind of not, don't know how the next kind of weeks and months are going to unfold, but the point is, is that we're facing something of what we would call a wilderness. Now... Israel start this wilderness experience after Moses and Miriam have, have sung their song. And if you will turn with me to Exodus chapter 15 and verse 23. And uh, um, maybe you can hear the dogs barking and the birds chirping around me. But we've chosen to do it outside again and this is where we're at. But Exodus 15, 23, it says, When they came to Marah, they could not drink its water because it was bitter. So the people grumbled against Moses saying, What are we to do? And what are we to drink? And uh, it's interesting that this word Mara, if you read the book of Ruth, uh, Naomi calls, her, calls herself Mara because she becomes bitter about what's happened to her in her life and the experiences that she's faced. But the thing is, is that three days is probably the maximum amount of time that a human being can go without water in the desert. And the Israelites had been traveling for a couple of days now. And uh, so I don't know if you've ever experienced this. I was once on a hike in the Berg and I didn't take enough water. And uh, you, it, it's this horrible feeling where your throat and your mouth becomes dry. Your lips become all chapped. And this kind of white stuff starts in the corners of your mouth. And your lips get all um, kind of white. And, and all you want is, is water. And I remember finally coming to a stream and, and kneeling down and filling up the container that I had and drinking of it. And it's quite hard to explain to somebody what thirst, real thirst really feels like until you've experienced it, until you've, you've kind of gone through that moment um, of, of taking that water and, and drinking of it. And, uh, you know, like I've said, the, the, the Israelites must have said, God, what are you doing? I mean, you've brought us out of Egypt and now you've brought us to this place and there's nothing to drink. There's, there's nothing to, uh, you know, you must have known that this water would have been bitter. You brought us here and in the same way, we're in this place where COVID-19, God, you could have stopped us. God, why were we going through this? Why is there such a mess in our world? And why is this thing broken in on our lives and caused such dissonance? And then it says in verse 25, it says, So Moses cried out to the Lord and the Lord God showed him the tree or a tree. And he cast it into the waters, and the waters became sweet. Now, you can imagine, there's, there's this big thing, uh, mass of water, and it's, nobody can drink of it because it's so bitter. And they take this tree, and they, they break the branches, and the sap that actually starts to create some kind of a chemical reaction. And there, there's all the precipitation forced to the bottom, and it leaves the water to be sweet. And, and I know that every single pool, or bitter pool of Mara in the wilderness has a sweetness or has a tree to make it sweet even in our moments where we're in the lockdown where we we're going through crazy times the fact is is that there is always a tree to make the bitter pool sweet every poison has an antidote every infection has a cure every pain has a relief every temptation has a way of escape and uh, you know we we do not always see it because we we don't always see the tree that would cause the sweetness because we are caught up in our own grumbling of the circumstances in which we find and we're complaining. And yet if we just looked up, there would be a tree that God has for us. You know, it's good to ask why. 
God, why are we in this season? Why is the pool of Mara bitter? Why is the water bitter? But I think if we stay in the why and the why becomes bigger than God, we missed out on what he wants to do in and through us and the purpose for which he wants to achieve through us. See, we start to depend on ourselves instead of God and it doesn't end well for us. And one of the things that this virus has, has certainly taught us is that our strength and our lives are not in our own hands. You know, the humanity has relied on its own security and its own strength for so long. And we've depended on that. Instead of depending on God, you know, do we depend on our possessions? Do we depend on the gifting that we have or some kind of ability that we have? And I believe God is calling us back and he's saying, let me be the center. Come back and depend on me because I know the best for you. You know, the psalmist in Psalm 63 verse 1 says, You, God, are my God, and I earnestly seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there is no water. And I know some of us might be feeling like this. We, we might be feeling parched spiritually. We might be feeling kind of the anxiety and the fear that's risen inside of us is, is feeling like this. we're so thirsty for God to come in and do what he needs to do in our lives. So the wilderness is a place of realignment and focus. I don't know about you, but I hate it when my printer kind of says, no, realign. For goodness sake, realign. And I, and I hate printing out that page and putting it on the screen and scanning it. And, but in a moment, that's what we need to be doing. We need to be, in a sense, printing out the Word of God. We need to be uh, putting it face down on the screen to rescan and to realign the printer of our lives. See, the wilderness moments, we often discover where our true dependence is. Are we depending on God? You see, when we start to depend on God, we move away from the why to the whom and the what for. So what could the season be for us? Well, I think we can learn from the scriptures and we can learn from the Israelites as they traversed in this journey. And verse 25 says, There the Lord issued a ruling and instruction for them to put them to the test. He said to them, If you listen carefully to the Lord your God and do what is right in His eyes, if you pay attention to His commands and keep all of His decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases. Let me say that again. I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought to the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Now, at first, this is kind of a weird, I mean, all of a sudden, God speaks out about commands and not bringing diseases that the Egyptians had on them. And, you know, if you obey me and whatever the case is. But I honestly think that the turning of the bitter water into sweet was actually second best for the Israelites. It wasn't God's plan A. It was God's plan B. Because what did God actually want them, to, want them to do? He wanted them to drink of this bitter water. So what they found is, even today, if you go to where this region is, and you find out what this water contains, it's actually laced with high contents of calcium and magnesium. And it makes the, the water really, really bitter and almost impossible to drink. And the Egyptian nation was not a, the cleanest nation in the world at the time. And of course, after the plagues, can you imagine these, the siege of flies, the, the locusts, the dead frogs that must have been everywhere, the dead animals, the, the boils, the impure water that had turned to blood. You, you can imagine that even though the Israelites escaped the large part of what the impact of these plagues had, they still would have brought some form of contamination with them, some kind of amoeba dysentery or bilharzia or some nasty parasite because of what had gone down. And this combination of calcium and magnesium and these minerals actually makes a powerful laxative. 
So you can imagine that um, you, if you drank this water, what would have happened was it would have purged your system quite quickly. And uh, these amoeba and parasites and dysentery and these deathly germs would have been expelled from your body in a moment. And so what they had brought from Egypt would have come out of their systems yeah, in a, a very short space of time. Although it would have been a bit of a poo party and a messy experience, it would have got everything out. And the other thing about calcium magnesium is it makes it this um, vitamin called dolomite. And I remember when I used to swim and my, my dad got into the whole vitamin thing and he said, I need to take dolomite. And a lot of the professional athletes take dolomite because it helps, especially when you perform in very hot areas, is it helps to control muscle spasms. spasms. And so you can imagine that what God is doing here was he wanted to purge their systems of the parasites that they had and get rid of all of what had come from Egypt. And he also wanted to prepare their bodies for this really difficult and hard and arduous journey that they were about to undertake to get to the land of Canaan. And yet what happened was, was this, they saw it as a place of despair, but actually the first stop that God had for them was not a place of despair, but actually a place of provision. So I wonder where we might be in this whole process of we, we're grumbling and we're moaning about the moments in terms of where we are in a lockdown. And we will find out later in Exodus that many people died as a result of the parasites that they carried. And because they didn't trust God, because they didn't depend on God, and because they had this moment where they had this bitter water, they didn't drink of it. And it was God's plan to get rid of it. And it might have seemed foolish. And I believe that God's going to take us through moments where, where he's going to provide for us. And we're going to think this is foolish. And I know there's lots of testimonies. And I want you to post your testimonies online right now about what God is doing. Or how he's providing for you. What he's doing for you in these moments around your emotional, spiritual, and your physical provision. And the fact is, is that this promise of not having disease had to then flow into the next generation. Who would listen to God. Who wouldn't grumble. And uh, they refused this particular generation to take the bitter, bitter cup and they missed out on God's best purposes for their lives. Many of us are drinking that bitter water right now, aren't we? Some of us have lost our jobs and we're in this lockdown. We, we're feeling isolated. And maybe it's part of God's plan for us to actually get rid of the junk of this world so that he would take us into the best parts and to trust him and to throw ourselves into the principles that he has and not throw away those things. There was one who did drink the bitter cup. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, Not my will, but your will be done. Father, I don't want this. But Jesus drank the cup. And he purged sin. And as a result of taking that cup, that bitter cup and drinking of it, he purged us from sin because he obeyed the Father. What that also allowed was the Holy Spirit to come and to empower us to be a witness. And last week I shared on the, the fact that in, in Revelation 12, it says we triumph over him, the adversary, Hasatan, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. And that word testimony is a, a Greek word called martupios, where we get our word martyr from. And this word talks about the confirmation and attestation on the basis of personal knowledge and experience of our belief. Are we personally experiencing God and what is our belief system and are we to be these martyrs who put, you know, a, a martyr is somebody who uh, is put to death or endures great suffering on behalf of a belief or a principle or a cause in which they want to walk out. As I said, I want you to post your testimonies to feedback and encourage others who might be in this place of this wilderness and in this season. But we need to move from the why to the who and then for the what and to the what for. 
And if we move to Jesus and we depend on him and we depend on the leading of his spirit, he allows us, he allows us to purge the stuff that's in us, to get rid of the parasites and the lies and the, the dysentery that we may have so that we can move on into what God has for us. Verse 27 of Exodus 15 says, Then they came to Elam, where there were 12 springs and 70 palm trees, and they camped near the water. Now, desert plants, they understand, well, desert plants, they adapt to the environment in which they're in and the scarcity of water. And they generally have these spiny leaves and these kind of rough surfaces so the evaporation doesn't happen and take all the, the, the water out of their system. The acacia tree, for example, goes really deep, sometimes 10 meters deep in terms of its root system to grab the water out. So human beings don't do really well in desert um, environments. And uh, the Israelites had left Egypt in the middle of the month of Nisan. And really what, what time is that is, it's about the middle of April, the beginning of April. And uh, Northern Hemisphere, you can imagine, the, the temperatures were sitting at about 40 degrees. And very shortly, um, weeks into that, it would be up at about 50 degrees. And here they are on this journey. And only the strong would survive it because of the heat in which they would undergo. And death by dehydration actually happens, it doesn't happen quickly. It happens very slowly. It's like the boiling of a frog. It creeps up on you. And, and the crazy thing is, is you don't often have the natural sign of thirstiness in that moment. You, you only get to, you get to a point where when you realize that you are dehydrated, it's too late. It's the same with us spiritually. How are you doing over this time in the wilderness that we're experiencing? Are you slowly dehydrating with anxiety and with fear? Or are you digging your roots deep and depending on what God has for you? You know, the desert cannot survive just on the intermittent rainfall. We cannot survive on the intermittent moments that we have with God. Hopefully you are engaging God, not just on this moment and having kind of this rainfall on a Sunday, but that you are engaging God on a regular basis. We cannot survive with intermittent showers. We need the rain of God to happen in a deeper source on a regular basis. You know, trees who withstand the, the test of time. I remember Louise and I were in the States and we saw the General Sherman uh, Redwood, or um, uh, what do they call it? Um, I can't remember, the big redwood tree. And uh, the, this, it's got 11 meters in diameter. It's a massive, massive tree. It's been around for two and a half thousand years. And it's withstood the test of time. Why? Because its roots go down and, and because it's, it can't, all the, the rains and the, the winds, it, it has withstood and it's got stronger and stronger and stronger. David wrote in Psalm 1 verse 3 that a spiritual man is the one who plants himself next to the stream for he yields his fruit in the due season. You know, in the desert, there's only three ways in which you can get water. You have to either dig a cistern or use some form of a cistern, which is not quite like a well, or you have to dig a well, or you have to find a stream. The thing about a cistern and a, and a well is it's man-made. It takes a huge amount of effort and perspiration. And you need an inspiration to be able to do that. But it's never a sure supply. Whereas the presence of a spring is the certainty of water. It's not collected by man's efforts. It's not drawn by man's efforts. It flows freely. And Elam was a place like this. See, we can't build our lives on inspiration and perspiration. I know when we, the lockdown ends, we're all going to get back to hard work. And we, we want to be inspired by, by people like Simon Sinek and others around this world. And, and we must and we, we must be inspired to do those kind of things and, and to harness those principles. 
But you know what? That won't, that won't be something that will give us longevity. What gives us longevity is the revelation of God, where we dig our roots deep into who He is and what He's done and our identity in Him. You know, Proverbs 29, 18 says where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. They actually die. What has God called you to? What are the things that you've been doing before the lockdown, before COVID-19? I think God's bringing us back to himself and saying, refocus. Because anything that is not done out of revelation and faith actually won't withstand the test of time. Is the things and are the things that you are doing, do they have an eternal echo? Because if they don't, they're worth nothing and will just dissipate and disappear into eternity. See, Jesus met the Samaritan woman at a well, Jacob's well. And he said to her in John 4 verse 13, he says, Everyone, Anyone who drinks of this water will thirst again, but the ones who drink of the water that I will give them will never thirst again. Indeed, the water I give them will spring up like a water welling up to eternal life. See, a well, as I said, is something a man will dig. Religious people believe that they have to do stuff for God to earn salvation. But a spring is a gift of God. It bubbles up with the love and the grace of God that we simply by faith receive and we go to. Just like salvation is a free gift. Just like that spring that I found on my hike where I was so thirsty and I drank of it. God provided it for me. Jesus goes on to say in John 7 that anyone who thirsts, let him come and drink. Whoever believes in me. As the scriptures have said, streams of living water will flow from within him. And you know, this talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not a system. The Holy Spirit is not a well. The Holy Spirit is a spring where there's a river that flows from our hearts as we engage Jesus. And in the wilderness, you know, it, we become, the Holy Spirit becomes a source of water for us. But the thing about what God is doing for us in this wilderness time is he's preparing us not just to be a vessel that holds the water, to hold the Holy Spirit, and to, but to actually express it and to become a source to others. So I want to ask you, how are you being a catalyst of connection over the season? How are you being a source of a stream that is within you that's welling up to others? Are you being a bearer of hope and of faith to others as we struggle through this time? You know, for every Mara, there is an Elam that is beyond it. Just like the Israelites we've seen. Just like there was a death and a crucifixion after that became the glorious resurrection as we spoke of last week. And I know we're experiencing discomfort and we, in this moment where we're almost expelling the junk that's within us. The lies and the parasites and the, of the past and, the, and everything that's within us. That God's bringing us to place in a sense almost to drink of the bitter water. To refocus our dependency on Him. Because Elam is a place of rest. Elam speaks of Jesus, the one who takes our burdens, the one whose yoke is easy. Isaiah 43 verse 19 says, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. God is doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it, ladies and gents? There's a refocus to depend on Him. And I know that it's difficult. And I know the times ahead are going to be difficult and they're going to be different. But our hope is in God who does not change. He is the stream which we can go to at any time and to drink of Him. So let's not limit what God wants to do in our lives. Let's make a difference in other people's lives and become the streams because the stream, the ultimate stream of living waters, the fountain of living water is flowing through us. And like Jeremiah says, we have not, we're not building these systems, these broken systems, these man-made systems that cannot hold water. 
but that we are a people that expense the kingdom of God because we depend on Him. And when we depend on Him, things will shift because the promise of Scripture is that God will work all things to the good of those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. The time right now might be a time of Mara and we might be drinking bitter water, but let me tell you, Elam is coming where we will drink of the sweetness and rest in God. But I pray that we would learn from this season and that we would go on and achieve the purposes that God has for us. His plan A, not His plan B, that we would trust in Him, that we would drink the bitter pill or water right now, that we would be poured out as a drink offering for one another and become the sources of the fountain of living water that flow in and through us to others over the season. Let's be the men and women of peace that we've spoken of. Let's be the faith bearers. Let's be the peace speakers. Let's be the ones who stop the rocking boats. And let's speak God's words into the atmosphere in which we live and move and have our being. And so I know we've got two weeks left before things start to, the wheels start to change or the wheels start to turn, turn in terms of uh, the, the post-lockdown period. Let's depend on God. Let's depend on what He has for us. Let's refocus on Him. Let's dig our roots deep that we would become those strong uh, trees next to the stream of Jesus and bear fruit that, uh, fruit that other people can come and eat off. I trust you have an amazing week ahead before we meet again next week and connect with people. Become catalysts of connections with people and connect them to Jesus, the fountain of living water where we will never ever thirst again. I trust you've been blessed this morning. Let me pray for you as we release you. And so, Lord Jesus, I ask, Lord, that this morning, that those who are thirsting, those who have come become dry, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would draw them through the word that's been preached, through the worship that Dale gave earlier and led us in earlier. And, Lord, that you would take us to the stream of living water to drink and to drink our fill, the stream that is freely available for everybody to come and drink, no matter what our past is. And I thank you, Lord, that even though right now we might feel that the water is bitter, Lord, I thank you that that high concentrate of calcium and magnesium will cause the parasites to, in a sense, dissipate and, and expel all of that which is of lies and of our past, Lord, and help us focus on the future that you have for us. Lord, may we become those strong trees planted next to the stream of Jesus and Holy Spirit that you would reflect your fruit, Lord, that others would come and eat of it. And Lord, that you would receive the glory because you are God and there is no other. You are God and there is none like you. We love you and we worship you and we depend on you. And we say, God, come and have your way with us. And thank you for the plans that you have for us. As Dale said earlier, it's for a future, not to harm us. But God, you've got the best for us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Have an amazing day. I just want to jump in and interrupt for a second. Um, stay. Um, this morning while we were praying, Gary, Gary prayed that just the breath of God would, would blow into everyone's homes and, and fill everyone's hearts and homes. So I just want to encourage you now to just join me in praying for, for people in your family. And the gospel is incredible. The gospel is, is received. That's, that's the power of it. And it's by coming into agreement with what God is saying, coming into agreement with what His Spirit's wanting to do. And that's where the power is. So... I have three, three people that I want to pray for, but I'm just going to ask that you guys in your own home, you're with people, um, if you're alone, just know that God is with you and we're praying for you. But for those who have family next to them and with each other, I want to just encourage you in this moment to lay hands on each other and to pray. And I, I want to pray for three specific people. One is 
guys with back pain i'm sure there's a lot of you guys out there with all the sleeping and the couches so i want to pray for for back pain specifically lower back pain if that's you and the other one is heart trouble this morning i felt like people there are a number of people whether it's one or many who have been feeling palpitations or some sort of arrhythmia just some trouble with your heart and it's, it's obviously causing anxiety and then the other other people i want to pray for is anybody who's just battling with some depression in this time where it's actually a chemical imbalance where sometimes we beat ourselves up there's a chemical imbalance and, and i feel god's wanting to to release healing over that to to just restore things in your body so if that is if that is you if many of those or one of those just get your family around you to to lay hands on you and to come into agreement as we just mm. pray for you amen so holy spirit yeah i just declare your presence in every home right now as family members are laying hands on each other i thank you god that you're going to impart your spirit you're going to impart your your healing power who you are god i thank you that you are god of here and now that you are everywhere and anywhere you are god and there's none like you god there is none like you there is none Lord. and you have the ability to heal you have the ability to yes, to touch people's hearts god and we mm. thank you for that and we thank you that we can come into partnership with you, you as we declare healing yes, right now Lord, so i just do. pray for the hearts that yeah. are having palpitations and there's problems in the aorta or the valves or the yeah. different chambers of the heart and we speak to you right now and we tell you to become whole amen we thank you that that god you you wanting to bring a healing to that you wanting to bring new life into people's hearts not only physically but emotionally mm. but right now i just pray for the physical heart to come back into alignment and that people will stop feeling palpitations, that there will be a peace that sets inside of their chest right now. In Jesus' name, right now, I pray for that peace. And I, I thank you, God, for our emotions and who we are, God. I thank you for our brains and the, the chemicals and the incredible, intricate human beings that we are. And God, where there is something out of alignment right now, where there is depression coming to set in because of a chemical imbalance, God, because of serotonin that's depleted, dopamine that's depleted god i, I speak that right now I speak yes, life and wholeness into every single body right now anybody who's got that depressed feeling god we we speak life right now in an incredible utmost joy thank mm. you for your joy that's going to be filling the homes right now yes lord and last but not least god i thank you for for full alignment into backs i pray god for just your fire and your heat to to be released over your sons and daughters those who are having lower back pain those who are having back pain in general which is even filtering into the next god I, I pray right now holy spirit fill their bodies thank you that you wanting to bring wholeness that you wanting to bring joy and life and that just there isn't even these stupid little hindrances of sore backs so right now holy spirit fill every every muscle fill every bone fill every joint mm. yes, we speak your healing we speak your wholeness in jesus name i pray for healing in jesus name let there be healing in jesus name fill every home